everyone. Welcome to the Mindset Podcast. It's just me today. Um, so my name is Lee Tomlin and I'm a psychotherapeutic therapist and also just completing my diploma in energy psychotherapy. And I'm normally doing this podcast with David Elsie. And David Elsie is a psychotherapist. He's a hypnotherapist and also does NLP and quantum counselling. So we were doing a two-weekly podcast initially and we decided that I would just come on here really to let everybody know that we're going to monthly and the reason for that is we're both quite busy at the moment and also we just needed to have some more time to build things that we're both working on. So David is not with me because he's been really busy building a workshop called A Quantum Life and I'm actually participating as a student in this workshop, which is really fantastic and I'm really enjoying it. We did the last we did the first one last week and um, yeah, it's great. It's uh, I have to get up at 4:30 a.m. so it's not so great um, because he's in Australia, but um, it's fine. you know it's fine once you're up and you're getting into something like that. I'm probably not quite as engaged as I might be normally another time in the day <laughs> but um but I've re- I'm really enjoying it and there's another two weeks to go so yeah I'm really excited to see what's coming um so it's called a quantum life and I'll just tell you a bit about it so what he's written is it's a, an innovative belief and perception system that intuitively and logically initiates improvements in the authenticity emotional freedom self-esteem and self-expression and it runs over three Saturdays and yeah so far so good it's been really really cool I've really enjoyed it so that's what he's been up to plus he's also got some other things going on and yeah it just it just got too busy basically so I said I'd come on I'd let people know what's going on Um, for us and the reason we've kind of just dropped out we didn't want people to think that we were not doing it anymore because we really enjoy it both of us Um, it's you know it's something that um, gives us that opportunity to to give back but also it's enjoyable to come together for us because we both work for ourselves so to have that conversation and 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 look at mindsets really you know that's what the idea was of building mindsets together so I thought today as I'm on my own I might just talk about what's been going on in England really and I was thinking about fear and what that does to us Um, so I was just thinking about during this time of, of Covid and you know the UK has gone through three lockdowns which is quite unique I think Um, and I was just thinking about different feelings and emotions around that and the challenges that that we all experience going have have all experienced going through this time you know and how we might have good days or bad days and how we've all kind of lost something as well in this time you know some people have lost family members, some people have lost friends, colleagues, you know, a lot of people have lost different things, but there have also been quite a lot of deaths. 
Um, some people it hasn't been so close to home, others it has. It's it's been it's hit people on all different levels really. And then people have lost jobs, people have lost businesses, livelihoods, people have lost dreams, plans, time spent together, freedom, and I guess the biggest one is human connection. And I think these losses all have a really big impact on people's mental health and physical health. And it's probably changed us all in some way and changed us as communities, changed us as countries, and it's probably changed the world. Um, we've lost a way of being that we'd become accustomed to. And, and I guess this may in some ways be a good thing around things like our physical impact on the world and the way that we travel you know, that's kind of slowed down and, and we're not having such a huge impact on the environment, which which is a, a good thing that's come out of this. But, yeah, I think the loss, the losses and the fear around those losses are quite a big thing. And there's a big increase in fear of fear in probably in most of us. You know, the loss of autonomy and freedom is is a big thing for humans. And you combine that with what appears, I guess, in the UK to, to be some pretty poor decisions sometimes. Some might even say incompetence from the government in many areas. And this, I think, because we have no control over that, has probably added fear into, um, into our sense of being and, and stress. And I guess I wanted to talk about the idea that how can we how can we manage that a little bit in ourselves? How can we um, manage the idea that thoughts are within our control a bit? And how is it good to remember that at times when events around us and things that are going on just feel really out of control, we sometimes I think feel that that we have no control over that, and we have no control over our thoughts. But but actually we do when we think about it. You know, think of a situation. Um, say how two people can have the same experience and yet feel different or experience it in a different way and they might even explain it in a different way and that's because each one's chosen to think about the situation in a different way. I guess that's, you know, that's kind of what we call perception really. So in a time where fear can easily seep in around, you know, things like the way the media covers things, what we might watch, people's perception of the situation and things can get really blown out of proportion, I think, and become quite extreme sometimes. But actually, we can practice to come back to the moment. And by simply taking a deep breath, actually, and asking ourselves, am I okay at this moment, right here and now? You know, and that, that's kind of the basis of what mindfulness is. And I use that a lot with my clients, mindfulness. But I also think mindfulness gets kind of battered around a lot and it's not that easy to practice and it takes practice as well. But going back to this idea that of checking in with ourselves and then kind of leaning into this feeling and taking a breath. You know, breathing gives us a moment in time in a way, giving us a, um, a bit of space to shift our perception from kind of panic to, hang on a minute, am I okay? Um, so asking, am I going to see this in a scary or fear-filled way? Or am I going to be curious? Am I going to be curious of how I'm feeling? Am I going to be kind of interest, interested in it? And and why am I feeling this way? What's going on in my body? What's happening for me right now? And the curiosity helps us to move into a more kind of engaged state rather than the kind of panicky feeling 
So noticing if the feeling is relative to this moment that we're in, or maybe it's relative to the past, like maybe it's kind of old feelings coming up to old traumas or fears. Um, and that, that often can happen when there's a new traumatic experience. So noticing things around us is really important at this time. You know, notice the beauty of nature. Um, notice if it's a sunny day. I mean, today in London is absolutely beautiful. It's just gorgeous, blue, dark blue sky and uh, no cloud at all. And noticing, even on a rainy day, if you can find some kind of beauty in that, trying to see something positive, um, rather than, you know, you can sometimes be walking along and just like, oh, it's such a horrible day and it's just awful and it's grey and it's, you know, and, and actually you could just change the perception and go, oh yeah, it's raining, it's quite fresh, it's grey, but oh, look at that, it's really making, really highlighting the trees or it's really... You know, there's always a way to see it in a different way. And your thoughts are, are your own, you know, and so you can manage them however you like. <laughs> you know, that is something you can control. And there are so many things in life at the moment that we can't control. And so, for example, you can choose to have a good start to your day. You know, you can choose to begin your day fretting about things and worrying about things and being angry. and Or you can choose to have a good day. So you can begin your day by saying to yourself, I'm okay today and I'll do my best to remain positive and see things from a positive perspective. You know, things and situations may get in the way during the day. You know, things might come up, you might not be feeling great, someone might really annoy you, um, but you ultimately have a choice. And again, this is where mindfulness comes back. We can either choose to be annoyed by something or we can choose to be interested. And mindfulness is actually just practicing being interested and being curious and just seeing how we feel, what we're experiencing in this very moment right now. So coming back to our bodies with breath, practicing meditation, yoga, exercise helps. You know, all these things help us to gain some sense of perspective in time and space and in the body. And we find answers because we have all these other systems in our body. You know, I've been studying energy psychotherapy, as I said, and it's so interesting just learning about the other energy systems in the body, you know, also known as chakras. Um, and now that a lot of people do yoga, people kind of can identify with those much more than they used to be able to. Used to be a bit kind of out, but I think people connect much more to that now. And there's also a lot more scientific knowledge about it as well, and there's a lot more papers that you can read that are really interesting about energy psychotherapy, about chakras and about yoga and, you know, the benefits. So listening to those other centres in the body, so the crown, the forehead, the throat, the heart, the solar plexus, the sacral area, the root, which is kind of the end of the, end of the spine where the root chakra sits. We hold a lot of information in these areas um, and they're really useful. So coming back to our bodies with breath, Practicing meditation, as I said, really helps to just tune in and just see what's going on right now and help us to come into the moment. And these moments at the moment, particularly in the UK, are tough, you know. People are going through a lot, you know. They're used to a certain way of being able to live their lives and suddenly, overnight almost, it was just all taken away. And I know that's happened a lot in other places in the world, but I think the UK is really been hit quite hard 
Um, and it's just little things like, you know, I don't know about you, but like maybe I, I find going to the shops, like I quite used to, used to quite like going to the shops, you know, um, maybe not even to buy something, but just to wander and have a look around and see what was there and see the different, even supermarkets, see the different foods, different products. And now you go to the shop, you you know, you've got to first make sure you've got everything. So you've got your mask, you've got your hand stuff, you've got your this, you've got that, you know. And then you put them on, you put the mask on, your glasses or steam up. <laughs> and you go into the shop and everyone's a bit uptight and you've got to keep your distance. And then the shop's telling you to move on and get out as quickly as possible. And suddenly an experience that you used to have just isn't fun anymore. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm not enjoying it anymore. So things like that, you know, the ability to just go and get your hair cut because it's looking a bit rubbish, you know. We can't do that at the moment. Um, the ability to pop into your neighbour and see how they're doing. Can't do that, you know. Of course, you could stand outside and, and have a chat with them through the door, but, you, you know, say they're struggling. You can't give them a hug. It's, yeah, it's really tough. And just people being able to get together, you know, and, and those times of just... You know, there's times that are being lost as well. Like, you know, I know for me, I've, my um, nephew had a baby um, a year ago. And so she's kind of born into the time of COVID and and I've hardly seen her, you know. And so my mum, who's her, who's her great-grandmother, we've seen her like three or four times probably because we, we can't, you know. And she's growing up and she's changing and it's kind of like there's a real loss in that. There's a real loss of time. So there's so many. And kids, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, but school and, you know, friendships and connections and just, yeah, pretty tough. So, yeah, I think there's this kind of really sense of traumatic and emotional response to the the pain and difficulties of this event, you know. And that we've had no control over it. And I think it leaves you feeling really powerless. And, and I think a lot of people have been in shock. Um, and so they're having to kind of work their way through that. And a lot of people have talked about being very tired. And, you know, that's kind of just the body trying to cope with what's going on. So, you know, the long-term effects of, of having had a traumatic experience, if they're not dealt with... Um, and not addressed can can be difficult to come through like you can have flashbacks if it's been really hard like people have we've got people who have lost relatives or lost partners um, and they've been you know say they've been sick and they've been taken into hospital and suddenly you know they die and they haven't actually been able to be with them and so that's incredibly traumatic and so these these effects can lead to difficult relationships in the future, pain, physical pain, you know, it's known as somatic reactions, tension in the body leading to headaches and tightness, grumpiness, and sometimes even anxiety and depression. So really important to sort of support yourself at the moment and support others around you. And if you're finding yourself unable to kind of shift your thoughts and you're finding yourself being really stuck in a negative spiral, you know, it might be a really good time to talk to, to a professional, to a therapist, um, just to help that so you don't go into a long-term pattern. And, you know, that's about kind of taking responsibility for how we engage in the world and how we engage with what's happened recently. 
and and therapy you can look at it as a way into improving your relationships with yourself um, relationships with others and it helps us to connect which is what really we're all really needing at the moment we need connection from birth until we die really you know that's what we're all about human connection so it's really important and um I was kind of thinking about fear today and and how it's kind of a it's kind of in us as humans all the time you know there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about that uh, that the fear is kind of the base it's kind of constantly there in us and then it gets sparked off by different experiences that happen so I kind of looked fear up and I got um, a description of it from Wikipedia so this is some of it and then I've just kind of broken it up a bit but fear is an, an emotion induced by perceived danger or threat, which causes physiological changes and ultimately behavioural changes, such as an aggressive response or of fleeing the threat. So it can be in anticipation of a future threat, perceived as a risk to oneself. So, you know, this is what we're going through at the moment with COVID. There's this kind of perceived threat because we don't really know what it is. We don't really know how bad it is. We know that it's really causing quite a lot of havoc but we still don't really understand it we still don't know the comparison of it to the flu it seems to be worse but you know there's still a lot of different stories around and and part of this fear at the moment also is um you know this is a real culture of fear going on through kind of fake news and um, conspiracy theories. And it's really getting quite hard to kind of know what's the truth and what's not the truth. If you're someone who likes to question life, which I am, you know, I think it's really important to question things, not just to go along with what we're told to do all the time. Not saying we break the break the rules, but have a look at where the boundaries are and have a look at what's right for you as well, I think is really important. And you know, and then of course, always thinking, I mean, all we can do really is be kind and always look for what is best for the greater good. And hopefully that's what the government is doing. They're looking at the greater good. That's what we would hope is happening. But, you know, we history's shown us that it's not always fully the case. And so I think it's really good to question things sometimes. And I think, yeah, it's it's just really confusing at the moment and so that in itself induces fear in people you know that feeling of not knowing what's going on can feel incredibly out of control and I think another thing I was reading about was that sociological research also suggests that individual fears are not solely dependent on the nature their nature but also shaped by their social reactions to culture which guides their understanding of when and how much fear to feel. Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of interesting, this kind of idea that individual fears are not dependent on their nature, but they're also shaped by social reaction to culture, you know, and I think we've seen that all over the world, different ways that people have reacted to this situation. And within the culture different ways that people have reacted to the situation and a lot of them are based on fear and fear is really necessary as well isn't it you know it's something that we need to um, be able to read situations to know whether we need to run or we need to stay put or whether we you know we're at risk or the difficult thing about this kind of situation is that we have 
we have very little control over that because we're basically told what to do, you know, and to be told to stay inside, for a lot of people, that's incredibly fear-inducing, you know, it's like, I'm just going to stay in my house and out there is this thing that's really dangerous, you know, and so this is where, coming back to what I was talking about earlier, we have to be really careful around our thinking processes, you know, we can go really into the drama of it and build it into something massive, you know, and I think a lot of conspiracy theories have really helped to induce a lot more fear by taking people down all these different roads. And I guess the bottom line with that is it's up to you what you're going to engage with, you know. And for me, I've come to a point where I've decided that I need to just bring things closer to home and um, that's what I can work with, you know. And the rest of it is kind of going on around me. I'm not pretending that I have no um, input in any of that. Obviously, you know, depending on how we react, how we deal with things, how we do things, we have their implications. But I'm trying really hard to just bring it back to basics. And I think that really helps with mindfulness, you know, um, because mindfulness is really about bringing it back to basics, bringing it back to the body, bringing it back to the breath, bringing it back to using this kind of curiosity, this interest in what's going on within the body, within the mind. So that's really all I was going to talk about today. Um, It's a shorter one than normal. The main thing was come on and tell everyone that we're going monthly. Hope you'll keep listening. We really love the fact that people are engaging with this podcast. It's uh, really exciting to just be sitting and talking about things and hoping that it has some kind of impact, interest, whatever it might do to to engage with people, you know. As therapists, that's what we do. You know, we're interested in people. We have a fascination for the human nature and the way that we work. And, and so this is just another way for us to engage in that, I guess. So, yeah, thanks so much for listening today. <laughs> it's not the same doing it on my own. I miss having David here um, to joust with <laughs> and to just have a bit of a laugh and to... Yeah, his energy brings a lot to this podcast and uh, we really enjoy doing it together. So I hope that today's been interesting a bit. Please, if you're really enjoying the podcast, please uh, write a review. So in the Apple podcast, it's quite easy to write reviews. Some of the others, I'm not sure. We'd really appreciate that. And it just helps to kind of boost up the podcast into a, into a higher place within the rankings. And um, that's always a good thing because if someone else hears it and it helps, that's great. You know, that's that's the aim of it. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll be back in a month and um, it'll be me and David next time. And we'll be talking about meditation, whether meditation is therapeutic, how it works. What is it? Anything, anything about meditation that we can think of to talk about. Uh, we've both done quite a lot and we both use it for ourselves and we help others to use it, too. So um, it's something that we're pretty passionate about. So see you guys in a month and take care, stay safe and look after each other. Be kind. So I just wanted to offer two um, 
exercises that you can do to just calm the nervous system down. So one of them is sit comfortably, feet on the ground, and just take a couple of nice deep breaths. And then put both your arms out in front, hands, palms facing each other, and cross your arms over and turn your hands around again, facing your palms together. Clasp your fingers as if they're gripping each other and then turn them up underneath, folding up under towards your chin and just placing your hands on the soft spot on your throat where an Adam's apple would be for a man and placing your chin onto your hand and closing your eyes and just taking some deep breaths. We use this in energy psychotherapy and it's, it's a bit like giving yourself a hug. So if you're having a really tough time, it's a really nice thing to do. Or if you just need a hug, really, which we all do at the moment, particularly people living alone or not with partners, you know, it's just really nice. So just breathing in and breathing out. And you can do this for a minute or a few minutes, however long you need, really. And then when you finish, just opening up your arms and releasing them. So the other one is just sit comfortably again, feet on the ground. So you're grounded, a few deep breaths, and just placing two fingers under your nose, on your upper lip, and put a little bit of pressure there. And then the other hand, you bring up and you cup the back of your head, the bit that comes out at the back, like a shelf, and you just cup the head in the hand. And then you just bring your arm up that's pushing against the lip, and relax and take some nice deep breaths in that position slight pressure on both hands and this is really grounding and just supports the nervous system anytime when you're feeling ungrounded or a bit anxious and just do it for a couple of minutes and that can be really helpful okay as i said be kind take care And see you later. Bye.